Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Mr. Benny Mathers, how are you this morning? Hi. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta. Wait. (laughs) That was my leap into today. Did that work? We do. Okay. That was the the best leap ever. I I think I pulled something. Oh. Did you? Oh, my goodness. I gotta sit down and take a minute. Can't do it like I used to. I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> I remember playing leapfrog oh. as a kid, right? Yeah, right? Leapfrog. Yeah, but yeah, oh, thank you so much for leaping. Yeah, today is woo, February 29th, and it is woo, leap year. Yes. Leap. Leaping lizards. So That's right. uh, I would be 12. I don't know how old oh. you would be. Oh, Pe- oh, people gosh, can do the math. Pick. By yeah, four. I gotta figure that one out. Yeah, okay. I don't even. I can't think, even do it right off. The I'm head. thinking you're around yeah. me, like 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, just a couple years older. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I. You know, that's funny because I was thinking about that when uh, I uh, was putting together the show, and I went, I wonder how many people out there are born on February 29th. And then I got a question: When do they celebrate their birthday? Do they do it on the 28th? Do they do it on the first? I do mean, they, there's reports. There's do? there's reports floating around all day today that you know some people are celebrating their 25th birthday or their 13th. I mean, most do celebrate on the 29th, but then again, I mean, why not just celebrate with everybody else? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for leaping. <laughs> sure. Woo-hoo. I gotta go. Got ice, I gotta go ice my leg down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for, goodness, I don't even know, since 1995. So how that just means I've been around for a while. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. I do have a Sunday meditation with Loretta coming up this Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can either join me live via Zoom or sign up and I'll send you a recording. You can listen to it over and over and over again. And uh, I have a great guest. I'm going to jump right into the astrology report. What a powerful week. We've got so much going on astrologically. And I'm just going to touch on a couple of things. The biggest energy of this week is the triple conjunction and the double Kazemi I love to say Kazemi, between the sun, Saturn, and Mercury. <laughs> sounds, Ita- occurred- sounds Italian. <laughs> it does. Kazemi. Could I have a couple of double Kazemis, please? <laughs> please, yeah. Bring them right over. <laughs> right over. <laughs> I can almost smell them baking, mm. right? I'm a foodie, by the way, Benny. I don't know if you're a foodie. I love food. I'm getting Good there. Food. I'm, I think it's with age. Oh, you're age. getting there? Yes, it's with age, I think so. Oh, yeah, it, maybe that's what I it is. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so with all these three planets and what is it, Sun, Saturn and Mercury, I guess the sun's not really a planet, but OK, it, we're bringing it in. Right. Uh, you know, that's a debatable all right, issue. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK, let me get on. All right. <laughs> anyway, they're coming to gr- together at nine degrees of Pisces and we're in Piscean season. And so they're bringing a serious focus to what is ending, completing 
and important decisions that need to be made. Have you had trouble sleeping this week? I did. Mercury, the trickster, was playing with my mind. It's like, get up. We have to think about things. And I'm like, why are we thinking about things? We should be sleeping. Ah. Gosh, it seems like you were right there, Loretta. I I have been for the last couple of days. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What's happening? What's happening? So it, this energy can also be experienced as melancholy, sadness, depression, mental fatigue, or just this sense of heaviness or density sitting on your emotional body. A lot of people say to me, Loretta, I just feel like something is about to happen. I'm hoping it's leaping and springing forward, but you know, it could be other things. So just to remind people, a Kazemi is a conjunction with the sun. And Kazemi's help us, you know, wizard our way to insights and much needed downloads. So Kazemi comes from the Arabic term for in the heart of the sun, Hmm. an enchanted state when a planet is within one degree of the sun. So both Mercury and Saturn were in Kazemi and conjunction to the sun. They're doing some kind of amazing dance. So, um, yeah, they're. The energies are just strongly influencing each other. So once upon a time, I'll tell you a little story. We were more connected to the elements of earth, water, fire, earth, and air. But much of the old ways went underground due to the spread of controlling beliefs that such things were not appropriate. Hmm. Times are changing and the divine feminine energies are asking us to connect again with these aspects and unite with the entire creation of God to get outside and commune with her. This triple conjunction of Sun, Mercury, and Saturn invites us to release and let go of self-limiting beliefs that keep us from feeling this connection. Mercury brings messages about the realm of God and matter. Saturn in Pisces loosens the grip on the belief that our universe, and therefore us, are limited. Saturn has not been in this position in your chart for 27 to 28 years. So the focus is on bringing your attention to a reality check around your path, your journey, your choices, your decisions, and healing experiences that are now coming to an end or needing to be freshened up to go forward. Just as the discovery of Uranus in 1781 broke the visible boundaries of our consciousness and opened us up to quantum theories and expansion, this triple conjunction at nine degrees Pisces, the number of completion, transformation, and balance invites us into the sea of collective consciousness, the chaos of creation, and the presence of the creatrix herself. This is the dream time, and especially on February 29th, the dream time. My goodness, the in-between time, the time of dissolution of the old back into its basic elements, which happens during the death process. And of course, we got Pluto uh, in Aquarius, Pluto's, Pluto's moving, right? In preparation for what? New birth, leaping, springing forward. Betty, you're so right on. And the astrological new year, and of course, we're going to be headed into a powerful eclipse season that started last year, actually, with all this stuff in Aries. The Libra moon is opposing Eris in Aries, the truth teller and the pot stirrer, 
who is calling us to restore balance and harmony by stepping into our autonomy and selfhood. The moon this week dipped into Scorpio, making things more watery, more emotional, more intuitive, and then squared Pluto and conjuncted Haumea, the Hawaiian creatrix. I've talked about that on previous shows, activating the fifth of 13 exact squares that are occurring between these two powerhouses of birth and transformation over the next few years. And the exact square for this current, as I said, the fifth of 13 exact squares between Pluto and, and Haumea um, is happening on March 20th, which is right around uh, the spring equinox. So the energies are, what are they here for? They're helping you break through limitations, boundaries, and so forth. And then as Benny so beautifully brought into our show today, it today is the 29th of February. It is leap year and leap years come around every four years. They're created as a way to balance out the inconsistencies in the Gregorian calendar. If we were on a moon calendar, we wouldn't have that problem. And because February 29th only happens once every four years, many people believe it holds significant spiritual power. 29 is a number 11. If you add two plus nine, you get an 11, which is a master number in numerology and is said to represent spiritual awakening, enlightenment, divine messages, and so forth. Um, February as a two-month represents the number of pursuing your soul mission or purpose. Uh, and it carries feminine energy that inspires us to birth our creations and bring our ideas into the physical realm to actually manifest. So all of these energies, my goodness, they're all coming together in order to help us let go of the old dusty ways and bring in new ways. And on that wavelength, what a beautiful, beautiful wavelength to bring my guest into the show. And my guest today is Phoenix Rose, a 50-year student of metaphysics, a longtime Rosicrucian, an amateur astrologer, an artist, a lover of science and nature, an author. Phoenix Rose has reached incredible heights of mastery through her ability to incorporate science and spirituality, yippee, and to transcend the lower mind of fear. Fear. I have to say that with a low voice. Fear. Betty can say it better. Fear. 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 Thank you. It's oh, wait. Like I, dark, I, smoky I, energy right. with it. Yeah, and don't Fear. forget to leap into. No, yeah. you don't want to leap into. <laughs> nope, don't want to. I just found I that, that, by the way. If I had that earlier, it would have made the show that much better. I love that. You can bring it anytime you want. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Phoenix Rose's new book, Hope and Heart, A Quantum Leap into the Aquarian Age, is an inspirational, multifaceted poetry and prose anthology. Oh, it's a beautiful book, by the way, about love, nature, optimism, self-reflection, and a new understanding of consciousness and science through quantum physics. In the preface, the author says she wrote this book to encourage others to trust in themselves, never give up, and always have hope. And so welcome to the show, Phoenix Rose. Thanks for being patient with us. We try to have a little fun. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Loretta. This is just an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, yes. And yes, the quantum leap. I loved Benny's leap. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. 
We're leaping right there. We're going to be leaping through the whole morning. So I hope everyone's okay with it. Um, I am so amazed at the day that you're here and the astrological alignment is kind of blowing my mind. I am just blown away by your banner quotation open the heart, heal the soul, <laughs> and awaken the consciousness. It, it was meant to, I mean, it's synchronistic with my book, exactly. And it, it's just very exciting. And I'm pleased to be here and, uh, and to talk with you about this. Um, so I wrote, I, yeah, go ahead. Please go ahead. I was just, just going to say in my book, um, I created acronyms for hope and heart. And I, I've, Imagine that hope can be an acronym for holding only positive expectations. We all have been at sea these past few years. We've been moved by, by waves, storms of, of fear and uncertainty and losing our bearing, our direction. So it's, um, we are now at a time where we need to... Um, examine ourselves hopefully during the covid period we we were able to do that and and navigate our way back to an even keel and um and move forward in in a balanced fashion um with with the word heart in my title harmonious empathy always rings true we know if somebody's telling us the truth, if they're being sincere with their words. It's a, it's a gut feeling that we have if, if, um, if someone is, um, is trying to really help us or, or if they're just playing with us. So um, once we can rebalance ourselves, then we are in a position to help others who possibly need a little more help and assistance because we have the, that empathy to impart to others. I am, um, you know, I work a lot with people and uh, do private sessions and classes and groups. And um, just the title of your book, Hope and Heart, because I, I think that uh, the last few years have taken a terrible toll upon us. Um, people have lost hope. They have isolated or separated or, or fear has really permeated even our tissues, right? Our consciousness to the yes. point where, um, you know, I'm always advising people to, to reach towards something that will lift them up and try not to get stuck in what I call fear porn, um, which is the news, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and I'm just going to say, everybody, just, you should just go ahead and get Phoenix Rose's book right now hope and heart we're going to talk more about it but this idea that that we need to try to figure out how to lift ourselves up or come at it in a different way if yeah. i may just add that um anyone that buys my book um a hundred percent of the proceeds go to humanitarian enterprises i'm paying it forward i've i've had a, such a wonderful life. I'm having such a wonderful life that I, uh, I know there are always people above us on the ladder of, of progression and understanding and evolution, uh, personal and in, in, inside evolution. 
uh, and we need to help pe bring people up as well. So um, I just am so grateful for the life that I that I have always had, and um, and wish to pass this forward to others. Uh, could you talk a bit about uh, the cover of your book and this diagram here with the heart inside the um, well, I don't know the atom the atom. Um, I and, and before you do, I want I want to tell you something. I I had a vision years ago. I've had a lot of them, but I had this vision. My goodness, I think it's almost thirty years ago, Phoenix. And I had different symbols that were given to me that donated uh, uh, pointed to certain years that were ahead of us. And this was the last one. And when I saw the cover of your book, I went, well, okay, so please talk about this symbol on your book, because I think what you're doing is super important. Well, I, there's nothing new under the sun. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, other people yeah. have had the same image. It, it was something that I, I was passionate and insisted with my publisher that that was the image that I, I had, it was my idea to put that on the book, it was my creation. And um, of course the, the atom represents the scientific aspect of, of being that we all, we live in a scientific world. Um, and the, the, the heart, the heart-shaped rose is unfolding and that's our soul opening and with love, because that's all there is in the universe, of course, is love. Um, so those are the two symbols that I brought together, the, the immaterial love and the physical. Um, and science has always had a problem with how do the non-physical and the physical interact. And we're finding that um, it's through quantum physics and that they've, finally understood that they have to include consciousness. And much of that is due in, part, in, in great part to theoretical quantum physicist, um, Dr. Amit Goswami. Yeah. Um, and he was, um, he actually, I was in touch with him. He read my book and he, he wrote a, um, a blurb for it. And if I would love to read that if I, oh. if I may. Yes, please do. Yes. He said, as the author has asked and answered the question in the affirmative, will science and God ever be united under a common paradigm? In the same vein, I have been asking the question, will poetry and science ever be united in the same brain and heart? Now I know that my question has also been answered in the affirmative in this book. Congratulations to the author for this wonderful book. Readers, if you want to be inspired, this book is it. Oh, wow. my goodness. <laughs> I am blown away by that. I um, number one, in the back of your book, I mean, you went right where I was going to go, which is you have in the back, you have prose. Uh, I guess you would call it a prose or, or you have quantum hope. 
a paradigm shift in science. It's in your book here. And I, I just want to add this, you know, I, uh, I adore Amit Goswami. What a dear, dear soul. Um, and, and we did air the show last week, the quantum brain. And <sighs> in that show, um, <laughs> Amit Goswami points out that the, uh, and please be with me people that the male brain and the female brain are wired differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yes. also that we can access this quantum brain that is in that quantum reality of every, everybody. Right. And, um, the quantum activism that uh, he's got going on, but he, as well as other guests on my show, we've done a lot of talking about that merging of, of science and spirituality. And to me, your blooming rose heart in the middle of the atomic structure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm oversimplifying or maybe I'm not. We oh. must have love as we go forward. We must have the opening of that, of that heart rose phoenix we how else can we do it right well it's a we're in the middle of a a um, paradigm shift a new worldview is on the horizon and it's because we're moving from the piston age to the aquarian age and that was my leap into the aquarian age oh, leap. reference leap. Well, i know I <laughs> don't let it go in the background there <laughs> I'm working I on it. it. <laughs> Watch your back, though. Oh, I thank you yeah. very much. Appreciate that. Yes, I will. So Amit Goswami has has proven he and other theoretical quantum physicists have proven that consciousness, not matter, is the ground of all being. And the the hiccup has been with material scientists uh, from the um, Sir Isaac Newton's physics, which still holds sway. That is still valid, but it's only valid for the macro world. And the quantum world is the subatomic. I'm sure you, uh, that many of your, uh, your listeners are, are up to stream on all of this, but there may be people that are not. So, yes. um, so the um, theoretical quantum physicists are showing that we must include consciousness and actually consciousness we're swimming in a sea of consciousness it's like a, there's like a dna soup of potentiality in one of these fields and and in all of the universe we're all part of nature too um it's it's so easy to jump around because there, i just get so excited about this this change that is taking place there is um you know things happen Slowly, think of the Copernican revolution, where everyone had thought that the Earth was the center of the solar system, that the planets and the sun all went and the moon all went around the Earth. And Copernicus said, no, that's wrong. Um, it's the, it's, we know it's the sun that everything goes around in our solar system. But people burned at the stake back then for belief in that kind of thing. And fortunately, that's not going to happen in, in this particular shift. <laughs> that was I probably you, you and me and Benny, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> never mind. It, never mind. I'm just making a joke. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I'm not a physicist and so, and a, or a scientist, but I'm just passionate about this and have always been in awe of nature and 
uh, wanting to be in nature all the time as a child and wanting to get out. And I grew up um, near Long Island Sound and salt water is like in my veins. I, I just, I love that. And um, um, yeah, we, we, go ahead. I was uh, thinking, you know, once again, you're tapping into this astrology of you know, I was talking about our connection. We used to be closer to the earth. We used to um, go out and and sit in nature and and commune with it and recognize our part in it, right? And I think this is part of the direction that we're going, also. And uh, your your rose, your blooming uh, heart shaped rose inside that science, like I said. For me, and and I know you'll be able to talk a lot about this, this emerging realization, this age of Aquarius, which I'm going to have you talk more about after our break in a minute. But this idea that the divine feminine and the divine masculine have to work together, that there is an organic reality as well as science, as well as spirituality. And maybe you can, you know, wrap that up a little bit better for me, you know. Yeah. I try. Um, there's, we are in a world of polarities. There's good and bad, hot and cold, up and down, male and female. Uh, and it's about balancing these energies and um, realizing that we have, we have masculine within us and men have feminine within them. And there's the right brain and the left brain. And we know about those two and and it's what what i've tried to do in my poetry is um well it's divided into my book is divided into two sections the poetry is the first section the second section is prose and the poetry i've um created six themes so we've got nature innocence going within aspiration love and joy, I think that's six, yes. Um, so I'm hoping that people when reading their book will look the book would go and trust their intuition because intuition is the GPS of the soul as Ions has said. Um, we know how to get around in the material world through GPS and we can go through intuition to get to our inner soul, to the divine within us, to our master within, whatever you wish to call our inner happy place of, of knowledge. So we need to work on our intuition and it, the answers are within us. And I have a interesting relationship here. Think of the story of Dorothy in the land of Oz. And I didn't create this. Other people have said this too, but it's really a spiritual metaphor for going within. Think of Dorothy. She had her ruby slippers on her the whole journey. She could have clicked them together anytime and gone home if she had known how to do that by looking within. And the lion always had courage. The Tin Man definitely had a heart. He was going to rust from his tears. Yeah. And the Scarecrow had a brain. He was the brains of the three of them. So um, we need to connect with that, um, with that understanding that 
we we need to go within ourselves. Um, I'm. I have a good. short poem about about that really oh that'd be great if you could read your poem it, it's short i know you said you had a break coming up i don't want to sure. interfere with your timing here this is entitled the message i love to walk the craggy shore and feel the sea breeze on my face as waves hit rock a mighty roar but each retreats without a trace Again, again, she pounds the, the coast, as if knocking to come in. What message do you loudly boast? I strain to hear, but fail again. Perhaps I yet need to attune more surely with the inner me. So I'll return when neath the moon to hear my message from the sea. Wow. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So we're going to take a little station break. Um, this is Loretta Brown. My guest today, Phoenix Rose, author of a beautiful book called Hope and Heart, A Quantum Leap into the Aquarian Age. And I just want to say for those of you that are watching on the YouTube, um, she also has artwork in here that she has done. It's a and it's a beautiful book. It's a high quality, very nice. Um, it's even what I call a coffee table book. But I'm I'm here to tell you that um, it's beautiful. So uh, don't go away. We will be right back. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast. Another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. I'm okay. You're not okay. It's normal to have diarrhea and stomach pains. Sometimes, but not as often as you do. I've got this under control. No, you don't. It's time to let that voice inside your head be heard. Urgent diarrhea and chronic stomach pain can be signs of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation can help you learn more and even find a specialist. Don't keep your symptoms to yourself. Get help at SpillYourGuts.org. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Woohoo! The dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Betty, you're the best. You're absolutely the best. Anyway, oh, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my amazing guest, Phoenix Rose, author of Hope and Heart, A Quantum Leap into the Aquarian Age. I want to remind you this show is available for 
download at KKNW 1150 AM archives for the original Loretta Brown Show. And we're also on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast One, X, Megaphone, YouTube. I think I left somebody out. You get the idea. And you can go find it and um, uh, listen to it over and over. And of course, there's a whole lot of other great shows. So welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Before the break, Phoenix uh, read one of her beautiful poems to us and they are lovely uplifting poems what what led you to write this book and I, I want to point something out because you actually have it in your book in the back that you wrote this book over a long period of time I I don't see it right here but from the 1960s through <laughs> now and I love I love this thing in the back of the book on 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 page 130 131 where you have the poetry in chronological order so you have the names of them and the dates they were written and the pages that they're on. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the this book, how you wrote it, what led you to write it. You did it over a long time and kind of what brought you to how you organized it. Okay, great. Um, so back in 1999, I read a, a magazine article entitled Quantum Mysticism. And this absolutely was just juiced me up to learn more about, I'm not a physicist or a scientist, but I just am passionate about it. And um, let's see, then in the article, there was a quote from astrophysicist James Jeans, who was a contemporary of Einstein. And he said, that it seems that quantum physics was telling us that the universe is less of a giant machine and more of a giant thought. That's the mind. You know, this was, this was startling stuff. And he also went on to say that if you consider the world population, billions of people, he suggested that it's the quantum physics is suggesting that each individual consciousness, billions of them are, are, can be compared to a brain cell. Each is a, like a brain cell in the universal mind. That means that we are contributing to what the universe is all about, what it, you know, it's creation because Thoughts are things, and yeah. we are—we do make contributions, and we are creative in our thinking. So we need to be careful about what we think. There was a another poet back at the turn of the twentieth century, named Ella Wheeler Wilcox, and she wrote a poem entitled "You Can Never Tell." And there's a short stanza I'd like to share with that about that you can never tell what a thought will do in bringing you hate or love for thoughts are things and their airy wings are swifter than carrier doves they follow the law of the universe each thing creates its kind they follow the track to bring you back whatever went out from your mind so 
we all need to be most careful about what we think because what we put out comes back to us. It's a circle. Yeah. And we could create some interesting karma for ourselves based on, on what our thinking is and what our actions are as a result. Yeah. Boy, that's beautiful. It's very well said. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Rosicrucians and how did you get involved with the Rosicrucians? Tell us a little bit about them. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in a second marriage. And in my first marriage, it was my in-laws back in the 1970s who introduced me to the Rosicrucian order. And um, this is a, uh, well, now it's an online home study. Um, it's philosophical and it's non-dogmatic. And it, it teaches us the, um, the laws, the universal um, physical and spiritual laws of the universe. So when we can apply these, and, and that's the whole thing, it's very practical we are able to help ourselves with self-healing and visualization and manifestation. And it's just, it's been, you know, there are many paths up the mountain to illumination or understanding our source, what, whatever you think of as the creative force of, of all that is. So there's nothing in, in the order which defines divinity. It's, we refer to the God of my heart, recognizing that each person has a different understanding of, of, what, um, of what nature and um, source is all about. Pardon me, I've got some chapped lips here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so, so the Rosicrucian order has been like a, a lodestar for me it um i i don't fear i don't have fear uh, of death or or much else i don't like pain but fortunately <laughs> avoid no. that so um, but it, it's a beautiful um, um non-dogmatic organization as i said so you, you say that you know that you believe in the innate goodness of people and yeah, how, yeah, and talk about that. How did you did you always believe in the innate goodness of people? And what can you say to the listeners who are like, what? <laughs> well, I, I think that I've always felt that we have our better selves. I mean, we all we need to know how to forgive ourselves, to love ourselves, and to love eventually love other people and forgive them as well. But we must start with ourselves and make sure that we are, are good with ourselves. We're, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes, but we're not going to any hell or anything like that. Um, you know, that just doesn't exist, um, at least to my understanding. And everyone is entitled to their own opinions. So we must remember that our opinions are just that. They're somebody else's ideas. So, you know, even mine are just food for thought for anybody that's listening. You know, uh, to be able to find your way into that uh, space of truth 
Uh, you know, because we are, as as you say, we're shifting from the Piscean age into the age of Aquarius. And um, to find our way as the, I don't know if I want to say the markers are changing or we're changing. I would like love for you to just address that a little bit. Like what is the Aquarian age and what, what how do you define it? What's coming, right? Well, I... Um... I have studied astrology for, for many years, but I am not a, a certified astrologer, shall we say. I use it for a study in personality and psychology and cycles of life. Uh, so that's how I use the astrology that I understand. Um, but as far as the um, Aquarian age is concerned, there's something called the precession of the equinoxes. And... It's a big cycle of the, the zodiac and it, it's reverse. It moves in a reverse order from the natural understanding of the calendar that we have. So we're moving from the Piscean back. It would seem to be back into the um, Aquarian age, but it's forward into the Aquarian age, really, because what's up or down. <laughs> um, so. Um, so the Aquarian age is a, is a time of, well, there's, there's no set time or date for this transition. I think we all feel that energy is changing. It seems to me and a lot of other people I've talked to that, that it seems like time is moving faster. Something is changing anyhow. Um, and the... The Aquarian age is, is an era that is going to bring in, it's an air sign. So it's, it's not pouring water out, yeah. out of that picture that is the symbol. It's, it's pouring information. And this is uh -huh. an air sign of the mind. We've moved from the Piscean time, which is the emotional self, to a more mental, cerebral um, time and hopefully we've we've learned a lot of lessons over well i believe in reincarnation so so um over our various lifetimes uh as we're moving through through our growth shall we say our spiral of growth upward yeah, um yeah. so we're moving spiraling from the heart up to the mind and it's time for for greater love, for greater understanding, for scientific exploration and new, you know, we're, look at AI, artificial intelligence and autonomous cars that self-drive. I mean, it's going to take a while to work out all these things, but we have to be understanding that we should not fear the changes. It's so easy to get bogged down in, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, but we have to, I have to believe in, I'm an optimist and I believe that we will move through these times. There can be difficult changes occurring and we are, you know, we know the world has a lot of problems. So we must be patient and, and hold fast to our belief that we shall come through this with shining colors. Yes, that is so well said um change yes uh, a lot of people talk about how they want change uh and but change makes us uncomfortable and can be painful and can be beautiful uh, and that fear that fear thing 
So hope and heart, hope and heart, a quantum leap into the Aquarian age. And I love how you said it's pouring, I think you said, knowledge, wisdom, information. And also I, I did get that connection. The, we, we have to have the heart. We had to go through all of the heart stuff now in order to create from a higher consciousness. That's right. Wow. So my book, in, in the prose section of my book, the mm -hmm. centerpiece article is entitled hope, uh, Quantum Hope, A Paradigm Shift in Science. And it's all about the, this inclusion of consciousness. As I was saying, the um, Newtonian physics deals with the world that we live in, the macro world, and the quantum physics that um, James Jeans and Einstein um, have studied um, deals with the micro world, the world of smaller things, because science has always said that everything comes from matter. But there's a, the theoretical quantum physicists like Dr. Amit Goswami are saying that, no, 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 no. It's consciousness has science within it. It's not that, that, that consciousness, that it's not the other way around. <laughs> um, we so, need to, go ahead. So as we, because some of the things that are already here are AI, uh, new technologies, flying cars, new medical technologies, um, even the last few years with, um, you know, the, the pandemic and everything, people doing things with Zoom or going more toward technology and this idea that we have to keep our heart in it, it they have to come together, don't they? That higher consciousness. And we yes, and we need to to trust that, yeah. that things will be okay because it turns out that not everything that we see is as in the world is as fixed and permanent as we have always thought. I mean, we just have the Newtonian physics telling us that there's order and, and it's good, but um, quantum physics and, and Einstein didn't like quantum physics when he first came across it. Um, he, he said, God does not play dice. You know, there's no game here. We have rules and laws, but he eventually figured out he was actually, believe it or not, he was a mystic. And uh, he and that's how he intuited so many of the things that he was able to transform into scientific formulae that um, have changed the world. Mm. Um, but he said, let me see if I get this right. Um, he said, um, bear with me. Huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The most beautiful and most sublime, most profound emotion we can experience is the sensation of the mystical. It is the sower of all true science. Wow. That's so profound to me. <laughs> um, wow, that is. Um, wow. Yeah, that is, that is, that's deep deep rich stuff and also this idea of chaos or 
from the movement of things, right? And through the direction of things, right? Well, um, yeah. Do you have a, a, a poem or something to share with us? I do. Yes. I do. Good. I'm it's looking called, forward to it. It's called A Mystery. When the one God exhales, we inhale life, which vibrates within thee and me. Ubiquitous air is God's gift, free of strife, a grace for all humanity. If each soul on earth is a child of God who resides in a, in a temple of flesh, then we're siblings all as this path we trod. So why can't we start afresh? Why do we try to outdo each other to gain a false upper hand? Why not live as sister and brother and let peace abide in each land? If what is below should reflect what's above, we'd better get busy right now to bring about that perfect love. But it seems a mystery just how. Our egos balk at giving up power, at service to others we oft feign. We'd rather not come from our ivory tower than relinquish material gain. We've worked too hard to achieve our place than to share with others our due. Ah, uh -huh. but when in the mirror our conscience we face, we eventually see ourselves true. That image is but a shadow of self if what's above is real. It's time to put, put egos upon the shelf and to our hearts appeal. For the breath divine which ties us all and animates all our cells, urges, if we but hear the call, be a soldier of my love, it tells. That is beautiful. A soldier of my love. Yes. Love activists unite. That's it. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. <laughs> wow um th yes i i'm just bathing in that for a moment it's kind of hard to keep talking i want to bathe in it for a little bit right for me poetry is to be read slowly and savored right and to be, and to be said out loud yes absolutely That's to say it out difference. loud Yes. For the cadence and the rhythm and just the sound vibration. That's part of getting back to nature is stimulating all of our senses. And smell the air out. Get Breathe fresh air every day. Um, feel the breeze in your face. The rustle of the grass. And see, hear the wind. And touch the trees and the leaves. And hug them. I do. <laughs> Yeah, they hug back, by the way. They do, and they communicate. So mm -hmm. this consciousness thing is not just in humans. These, these plants communicate with each other. We know that there is a root system under all the trees in the ground where they heal each other, and they borrow from each other, and they share food. And we need to take that as an example for us instead of being so many places and we find there's selfishness that's out there and 
Yeah. 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 Nature is nature is definitely my healer, my go-to place. And um I I walk. I walk every day and I have lots of trees up here in the Pacific Northwest. And oh, um there's a place I go where when I start to walk down there, the trees are all like, hello, hello, right? <laughs> and they have names. So that's the way it is. They have names. <laughs> Well, if we remember that our that through our thoughts we are co-creators with source or the divine. And so as I see it, we need to use this gift for the highest good to help yeah. others. Yeah. So if if life is a series of choices, how do we know what to choose? So we need to trust in our intuition. And to know that our conscience, that little voice within, is connecting us to that GPS of the soul. <laughs> um, the answers are within you. We need to develop our intuition and recognize our duality and, and keep that as balanced as we can. Exercise both the inner self and the outer self. Keep an open mind. Meditate daily. Maybe write a journal. Put down your dreams and your ideas. Stay in the now. Be in nature and use all your senses. Yeah, I love it. And fill the world with the sweetness of these words, right? And especially read your poetry out loud. Yes. So um, we're down to just the end of the show, Phoenix Rose. It went by so fast. Uh, where can people find you, find your books and last words yeah. to everybody? Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. My website is www.phoenixrose.ca and it's available in ebook, obviously, and soft cover. Um, the online booksellers such as Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, Kobo, Indigo, Chapters, your, your basic um, your basic online booksellers. And it's published by Balboa Press, a division of Hay House. So as I mentioned, all proceeds are going to humanitarian to, to heal the planet and wetlands. We need to protect our planet. She is in dire need, as well as food banks and people and rescues for animals. I say, wow. Thank you, everybody. And Phoenix Rose, your book is going to help us take a quantum leap into the Aquarian Age on leap day of leap year. Woohoo! Thank you, everybody. I hope everybody goes out and does a great big leap. And Betty Mathers, you are the best. <laughs>